Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest installment of Weird Internet Interviews. What is this, Jarrell, number five? Yes, number five. I can't can't believe mm, not we're bad. doing this five times. Yeah, yeah, good <laughs> stuff. Uh, as usual, I am your host, Hondro, joined with Jer- joined with Jarrell. What's up, Jarrell? How you doing? Great. And Glad to be here. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. And we also have special guest, John. John, how you doing? Doing well, thank you. How are you doing? Doing great, doing great. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good conversation, I feel. So, John is our resident Funko expert. He has invested a lot of time participating in community functions, mostly buying and selling, and has even volunteered as a Funko Pop price estimator. So, John, thank you so much for your time, and we're really excited to learn about your experiences as a what would you call it, like a Funko fanatic. How, how would you how would you label yourself in relation to this community, John? Uh, no, I, I think that's accurate. I am definitely um, a Funko fanatic. Um, love love Freddie Funko in particular. Um, it's just such a cool company because they just come out with lines um, of anything. Like there's things from childhood that get me into it, like Pokemon, the Jetsons and whatever. And then they're coming out with current stuff to keep. So it's for, it's Funko is really for everybody. It's really for everybody. It is really impressive. Like how Funko kind of dips their, their toe into like every like franchise there possibly is. There's like the office Funkos and then there's like, anime related Funkos like My Hero Academia and all that stuff and then there's obviously like Disney Funkos Marvel Funkos now it's it's very impressive um so you mentioned you have uh you like Freddy Funko specifically so is there any reason for that I think because he's sort of the their their icon you know he's their brand icon um he, he yeah he's the he's the face of Funko. Uh, I just think he's really cool. They do a lot of um, uh, where he's like Freddie Funko as you know Beetlejuice or Freddie Funko as all sorts of different characters. Their most recent one was uh, uh, Freddie as Venom. Oh. Um, you know, so they they sort of put him into different characters. Um, yeah, and I just think that's really cool. Nice, kind of like uh, kind of like Freddy Funko cosplays. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, that's actually nice. exactly it. <laughs> what's your What's your favorite uh, Freddy Funko cosplay then? Um, oh, my favorite one is definitely uh, Freddy as Boba Fett. <laughs> fourth, you know, uh, yeah. no, uh, no, but Baby Boba Fett is is honestly my my favorite Funko. Um, it just happens to be on on May the 4th today, but <laughs> very true. Yeah. So I, I know that you have like a pretty significant history last few years, you've been involved in this community. So could you maybe just go over like from start to present, like what, how your involvement has been and how it's kind of progressed from like a more casual thing to something that's a little bit more, um, you know, involved. You're kind of like an enthusiast at this point, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so I first was introduced to Funko walking through Frank Frankenson's collectible show down here in Southern California. Um, if if people from California are not aware, it's a huge collectible show. They sort sell all sorts of pop culture type of memorabilia and collectible items. And uh, I was actually there with my brother and sister a few years ago and um, just walking through and I keep seeing like all these stands have Funkos. I'm like, what the heck are these? (laughs) What are these? Um, You know, we were there shopping for like Christmas gifts or whatever. And and that's when I bought my first Funkos, knowing very, very little about them. Um, and I bought some Star Wars Funkos, actually, uh, you know, like a, a Ben Kenobi, uh, Luke Skywalker and a Yoda. Nice. Um, 
and it's sort of like oh that's cool and then all of a sudden like two three years ago I really don't know what started it you know what kicked it off but then I just started seeing way more news about it um and just started collecting everything I went from the four that I bought at Frankenstein's to I don't know a hundred in less than a year (laughs) and then and then since then I've reached 700 (laughs) oh man so uh yeah yeah um and, and like I mentioned earlier you know they just put out different lines of everything you know you got Marvel uh you got DC you got all the Nickelodeon and whatever shows that you used to watch as a kid you have adult shows like you mentioned the office friends uh they're coming out with seinfeld pops you know um rick and morty and so it just it just yeah rick and morty yeah definitely um and it it just exploded and i just wanted like everything that you know, that, that reminded me of all these like fun things that I've either watched or loved as a kid and growing up. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that kind of plays into something that I was a little bit curious about and it's, it's kind of the, the level of nostalgia or the level that nostalgia plays into collecting Funkos. And it's like, you kind of hit the nail on the head there. It's like you, you grow up and you have like all these interests, you have all these like stories that you grow up loving and these characters. It seems like Funko really understands that market. Um, how much, how much of a factor do you think nostalgia plays into like amassing such a big collection? Oh, a, a huge part, a huge part. Cause once you start collecting, then you, you see something else that, you know, and nostalgia is the the word I was looking for earlier, but you see something that triggers these emotions, these feelings, and you're like, well, I, w- I want to get that, you know? And and then it just explodes because they they literally do everything. <laughs> I, I there's very few there's very few lines that um that I can think of, you know, that they haven't made a pop for, and right. it doesn't mean that they're not going to make it even moving forward, you know. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I'm assuming they like, depending on the demand, they'll adjust like what types of stuff they put out. So one, one thing though, is that for certain franchises, like The Office, for example, um, there's like the, there's different types of merchandise other than pops, like um, the, you know, the Dwight bobblehead, for example, or just like these types of like iconic props or what have you that people can buy. And then there's Funko Pops, which is something that's, you know, owned pretty much never in the show itself. And also it's like, it seems like a very niche thing. So like what makes, what would make you want to buy a Funko over something else that could provide that same level of nostalgia? That's a great question. I think it's because, yeah, you can collect a bunch of different pieces, different brands, different memorabilia. Um, I think why I like Funkos because it's all it's all Funko. It's all one thing. It's like as if you were collecting, you know, all the different Lego sets or all the different Barbie sets or right. you know whatever different collectible. It's like it's still the same brand, same figurine, um, but crosses multiple uh, multiple franchises. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, because from from my perspective, it was like, okay, maybe it's just the the source material itself that makes the Funkos so uh, attractive to buy. But it seems like it's kind of a, a healthy mix of both, like having a Funko collection, but then each individual item in that collection kind of means something different to you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So so I, I'm curious uh, then, uh, would you say there's a level of brand loyalty you have uh, to to uh, I guess the Funko brand? Now that you pointed out, yeah, I would have to, <laughs> I would have to say. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to, you know, put it uh, out know, there. Uh, <laughs> no, well, you know, and honestly, like I didn't, I didn't think about it that way, but yeah, yeah, no, it's definitely, um, 
a, a level of loyalty there. And because I could con collect, you know, all the different uh, like Hasbro and uh, I don't know what other, you know, toy mm -hmm. figurine makers there are, mm -hmm. you know, but yeah, no, that's exactly it. And I, but I, I have to give it to their broad a range of options, you know? Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. something that strikes me as a little bit maybe strange is that Funkos, they, they're pretty much, they stayed the same. Like the, the canvas is the same. It's like the same shape head, similar shaped head, similar shaped body. Uh, and yet like a lot of people really love this stuff and it's kind of been pretty much the same for many years. Um, do you, do you wish that Funko would innovate in some way to like make these Funkos maybe a little bit more interesting or have more value to you in some way? Well, so the head, the head itself, I think is sort of the, the iconic, uh, characteristic of a Funko. Um, I will have to say though, that the last year, um, they've really done a good job of actually updating the, the molds, like changing, because uh, before all the, the molds, you know, they're like standing with their hands down, big head, whatever. But recently they've come out with more like, I guess, like actions, sort of new poses um, to go with their their figurines so um there was a stretch too where i think last year they were they were just chroming everything <laughs> um it, it's the same mold just different color chrome or different you know different color uh paint or whatever um and so that gets frustrating as a collector like i personally don't want 10 Captain Americas all in the same pose, just different color. Um, right. I think that's just really lacking in uh, creativity and uh, just not making it interesting. Um, but I would have to say that I, I would say like the last few months, six months or so, they've, they've really all the new stuff that they've come out with has been like new poses um, and different things like that. You know, so they, they also like to, so let's say they have a mold. They will make it glow in the dark. <laughs> they will make it flocked. They will chrome it in every single color. Uh, what else? They will make it metallic, you know, so they try to really take advantage and that does get frustrating. Um, Cause you want to see something different, you know, you don't want the same piece over and over again, just different colors and stuff. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is something that I, I don't have a lot of knowledge about it. It relates pretty closely to this is the store exclusives. And there was this really great meme about the store exclusives where it was like the Tootsie pop owl. And the only thing that changed was the color of the lollipop. And it was like Walgreens yeah. exclusive mm -hmm. green target exclusive red. So yeah. like, is that kind of how the store exclusives are or like recently have they been trying to make a push to like, okay, different molds are like store exclusives to like, you know, these, these stores, how does that work? Uh, so they do do that. They, they will change like one small aspect of it. Okay. So for your, for your example, the, the Tootsie Owl, um but sometimes they so have you heard of what a chase is so a chase is a they'll come out with a common version with chance of a chase and that means you have a one in six one in six chance of getting the chase version um so if you order online it's completely random most people, if it's a good chase, like say a, a glow in the dark chase, for example, um, like uh, Aang from Avatar last mm. year or so, um, that is something that will people will line up at. I think it was a Hot Topic exclusive or whatever, whatever store exclusive that 
chases for and it might not be a store exclusive chase it could just be a chase in general and whoever's selling those commons will you know will have chases available that is something that people will line up for oh, you know so a couple chases... hours prior right right yeah because I, yeah. I mean you said it's one in six that seems pretty low especially if stock is probably not that high either right yeah and it really depends on the item um it, yeah it really it really depends um most most will have a few few chases um so people will line up to get that um there's normally something cool so it ties back into the owl thing but there's also some chases where they'll only change like one small thing uh, i'm trying to think of an example a recent example but um but yeah, they'll they'll change one small thing, like a smile, for example, or oh um, something that they're holding in their hand, their facial expression, or whatever, and they'll say that's a chase. And those, of course, are you know that's that's pretty lame. Uh, you, you you want something that really is uh, different. Um, uh, so that Ang, for example, so they have the regular. Uh, uh ang pop and the chase was a glow in the dark chase so okay you know of course if people wanted the, the the glow in the dark pop of course yeah so yeah. it so just to just to confirm my understanding so the chase is like the that store exclusive and it's not even guaranteed that you get the chase if you go to that store and buy a pop it's like random right okay um sorry uh so it's not necessarily store exclusive it's Funko has like a set of commons that might be distributed to your hot topic, your box lunch, um, your target, your, you know, just distributed yeah. everywhere. Those might have a chase, but they could also have, let's say a hot topic exclusive that has a chase alternative that would be, you know, um, isolated to that store or whoever has that license. Yeah. I see. I see. Yeah. It, it, it seems, it seems like it gets to the point though, where it's like a Funko being different. It doesn't really like for, for your standard collector that isn't trying to collect every single chase. It's like, well, yeah, like Captain America's frowning instead of smiling. Like in some ways that's probably worse. It's like, uh, what I'm getting at is like, what, do you do you personally care about rare pops that you don't really care about just by virtue of being rare? They there are a lot of older pops that have a lot more like I think the rarity is more of a a, a get into it, you know, like a buy-in. Um but lately I've been trying to be more selective. So if a chase is not is, is a lame chase, and I'm trying to think of examples for you, and I'm sorry, I'm drawing a blank. Um, but uh, it, I'm not gonna just go out and find a chase because it's a chase. But okay. there are a lot of um, there are a lot of collectors or flippers or whatever you want to call them that will just hunt down and eat up that stock just so that they can resell too. So part of, part of my thing when collecting is balancing like, okay, do I really want this or do I want to just buy it now? So I have it. And then I can decide later if I want to sell it because I might have to pay double, triple, the price later on if i decide i do want it do you get what i'm trying to say that makes sense you know like do i want to buy it now at retail or or wait and then i'm like i have fomo and then i'm like oh i gotta pay <laughs> fucking triple the price because of uh because people just buy it to the resell and that, and that's a really big thing um is people just I guess with any collecting item right now, you know, even Pokemon cards and stuff. So. Yeah. I'll still never forget that kid in elementary school that sold me like a, like a Pidgeotto card for like 20 bucks. And I thought it was the best deal of my life. And uh, it's worth like 10 cents now. It's I'm so sad. It was in terrible condition. So you know what? It's all good. But 
yeah so like with these with these rare uh funko pops being like super expensive so that kind of leads us to these waffles waffles how do you call them waffles yeah it, waffles. it's just a a raffle r- raffle with a w so well i guess well yeah waffles okay they're waffles okay. so you mentioned that you you've had some experiences trying to get uh, rare Funko Pops through these waffles. So could you maybe explain that process and uh, why why you think it's a, a decent way, a decent chance to get something that's rare? Okay, so what a waffle is, and it breaks down the price to get like a pop. So let's say you have a $100 pop most waffles are 10 spots. So what you do is you divide that, the pop price. And okay, so normally let's say the, the, the pop is $100, then they add shipping and, and there's what they call the bump, the profit that mm. the seller makes, which, which on average, a decent one is probably like 35%. So Jeez. let's okay. say, yeah, thir- yeah, yeah, 35%. <laughs> and then you have, you have the people who are clearly just out to make money and they'll charge like double whatever. So hold on, let me rewind. Um, you had mentioned early on that I do like price, uh, price application to... Um, certain pops uh so that website is pop price guide ppg and a lot of collect and the funko app itself actually pulls the numbers and the prices from pop price guide oh so when there's an estimate value on a pop um it's based off of ppg so, and that's like a general rule and we can get into the, the intricacies of, of, uh, of pricing later, but for, for very general purposes, people generally rely on PPG as a guideline as to um, the amount uh, to sell a pop. Okay. So let's say people go on PPG and the pop that they're trying to sell is $100. Like, for example, I think um, this Black Lightning pop uh, that came out in um, SDCC last year is around 100 maybe a little bit more. They'll add shipping and then the bump, their profit. So let's say it's they're they're putting it up for $150 okay. and 10 spots will be available. So each spot will be $15 each main spot. I see. So, so everybody chips in $15. Let's say there's nine people who pay $15 up front. Um, that 10th spot the raffle can't be run until that 10th spot is filled. So what they'll do is they'll put up a mini. So that mini breaks up that main spot of $15 um, divided by however many other spots um, they decide to make the mini. So for sake of uh, calculation, let's say they open up a 10th spot mini. So each spot will only be one dollar and fifty cents. Oh wow! So okay, yeah. So so how they run it is always live, um, you know, because of there are scammers and and um, you know whatnot out there running waffles. So you have to be be careful of that. But it's always live. Um, it's typically numbers handwritten on a like um like a a carnival ticket you know like a carnival ride ticket um 
they'll fold them up and put them into a clear pop stack, which is um, a pop stack is a, is a hard uh, like plastic material to protect your, your higher end pops. Um, so the 10 tickets will go in there. They'll shake, they'll shake, they'll shake. Um, and they will just pull one ticket out and that ticket for $1 and 50 cent, if they only got one spot, that ticket, the winner will get that main spot. Um, and then they'll, once that 10 spots in the main is filled, then they'll redraw, they'll, they'll do all the tickets all over again you know, one by one, uh, it's normally, depending on the, the video person and, and most Facebook groups um, are very transparent about it because they don't want people to say, you know, the waffles rigged and whatnot. Oh, yeah. geez. Um, that, that doesn't sound do the like whole a good... 10 ticket thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. And, and uh, just recently there, there was this one guy who, um, he was running the videos and I guess he also had a fake account on there that supposedly bought spots oh, man. and would win. Oh geez. And he ripped, you know, he would just be raking in the money. So I, I use $100 as a very easy example, but when I'm talking about grails and, and that that's when people start classifying pops as grails, you know, over a hundred. Oh. over a hundred dollars but i'm talking about i guess mega grails i'm talking about grails that <laughs> holy grails thousands the of holy grails yeah i'm talking about thousands of dollars there's even um in terms of rarity there are a lot of the you know 2011 2012 2010 2012 um freddie funkos that so Jeez. if you have one, only 12 of those pops are made and, and they're, they're typically Freddy Funkos. They're either glow in the dark or metallic or something cool about them. Um, and those probably run on average 10,000 and oh up. My oh my goodness. <laughs> if, 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 if it's a good one, if it's a good one. So if you're talking in, not too long ago, there was a um, a glow in the dark Freddy Frankenberry, uh, Frankenberry the the cereal icon. I don't know if you guys uh, can yes picture him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he's he was he was a one in twelve. It's Freddy Funko. Um, and I think he was the total was like fifteen thousand. So each each of the 10 spots was $1,500. So each of the mini spots was 150. Well, is that, yeah, yeah, $150. And then so, and to break it down, they'll go down, they'll break it down even more. So, so if you have a mini of 150, that means the micro. Uh, oh my gosh. To get into the mini. Is, Where does it end, $50. John? Where does yeah. it end? So, you know, oh, well, the uh, nano so spots, tend to dude. Nano. Actually, yeah, no, exactly. People tend <laughs> no to end at nano. If, oh if people goodness. have to... So that, that raffle probably went to what they call a Pico. Um, um, what? But yeah, if, if people have to go that far, there is just too much time and effort to, to run. If they can't even fill nano spots... Um, uh, you know, they they typically just say there's not enough interest. Pulling it, what? Refund the money, whatever. Oh, yeah, my yeah. Goodness it, and it, this is this is straight up gambling. This is straight up gambling. <laughs> it's straight up gambling. It's because you're that's all you're doing is you're trying to buy into a main spot to play for a chance to win a pop. A pop. You know yeah. what I mean? Like holy grail, though. So yeah, I get it. I get it. Well, you know, and but there are there are buyers for those those pops that are limited. There are people who are like, I got you know twelve k, 
for this pop. Oh my goodness. And it's whether, you know, uh, uh, the seller is like, hmm, do I want to sell it for 12K or can I sell it for 15K? You know what I mean? Because there, there, there is a market. Like, it, you know, your market gets smaller and smaller, but when you get up to those kinds of pops, there, there are that level of uh, collectors in the Funko community. Wow. Okay. So, John, I have a, I guess this is a, probably a good time to kind of transition towards the collector side of things. So, um, as a, so you mentioned these like super expensive, you know, twelve to fifteen k uh, Funkos. So where is your line as a collector? Like you mentioned you have like 700 I, from an outsider. That seems like a lot, but I don't know. Like what is the, the upper bound for like these crazy fanatics? Uh, so man, there was just recently an article or like a Guinness world book record posted and uh, man, I don't remember. Okay. But I know people who have upwards of like 4,000, or more Funko Pops. <laughs> How many are there in existence? You know, that and, seems like you're oh pushing like, like the the hundred percent. No, speed there's run. there's a crap ton. There's 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 a ton because they make everything, uh, you know. Um, and of course, there's all varying sorts. So you got sort of like you got your commons that everyone will sell, and they never break more than like ten twenty dollars or whatever. Well, uh, uh, that's there are some that break through like like uh et i just got this et pop uh my uh a, a friend or a relative um was getting rid of their pops and he gave me this et pop and that's like a 90 dollar pop you know 100 dollar mm. pop whatever um but it, it was just a common uh tenya tenya lida from my hero Yes. Uh, was one of those pops that from it came out, you know, however many years ago, he's like a hundred, hundred fifty dollars um, in value. So there are those commons that just like explode just because of, you know, who they are. Um, and then you got all the store exclusives, which Funko is pretty generous about their <laughs> their exclusives. You know, you have hot, you have all these different vendors that have their own exclusives, like Amazon, Hot Topic, Box Lunch, etc., whatever. And then you have all the con exclusives. So if you think of all the major cons, like uh, San Diego, you got Emerald City, which is Seattle. You got New York, um, and I feel like there's there's one there's like one for every season. That's like a major con. Um, okay, that this Funko... is like Comic Con, or like a... yeah, Comic Con. Okay, mm, yeah, okay, Comic-Con. okay. That's a you yeah. They to, they, okay. they always have a booth. Yeah, they yeah. always have a booth at, at at those cons, and I feel like I'm missing one because there's four. Let's see, summer, spring, fall. Oh wait, I guess it's there... Texas. Winter is there? No. Uh, I know they do. So there's no really like a winter one, but they do WonderCon, um, which is a Southern California sort of winter. Uh, I think they're part of SCCC. Um, but they, nice. and on top of that, they do other, they do do Texas um, and they do all other cons. So uh, there's, I, I don't know the exact amount, but there's, there's tens and tens of thousands of, of individual individual pops out there um jeez so i started just recently um i guess during the pandemic i realized that most of my pops are in large storage bins um okay and i i decided i'm like well i need to so as you start collecting you go to you get to this point where you want everything you know, and then and then you start buying everything and then you realize, well, shoot, I don't have either the space or it's just getting too out of control. And you get into this next phase where you're like, OK, I need to start narrowing down my focus. I need to start collecting particular lines and and really the lines that that matter to me the most, because then it just becomes out of control. And then that's when you end up with. 4,000, you know, thousands of pops. Um, and, uh, you know, 
as I was climbing up, I realized, okay, I think, I think now's the time to, to, to start doing that. And, and that's actually what I've been doing is the last year is really narrowing it down. Um, So my main lines that I collect right now are, are, I have all my hero academia pops that are currently out. Um, I collect a lot of star Wars. Um, So one of my things is glow in the dark pops. Um, I have definitely over a hundred. I don't know the exact number. Um, and so this is sort of my cross, uh, cross franchise, uh, line. Um, I don't really go by, you know, what it is. I just want it to be cool and to glow in the dark. Cause I want this, uh, <laughs> awesome glow in the dark setup. So do you have like, um, cause you know how like some light pops. Oh, black light. Oh, are those just like straight, like purple in the dark? Um, well, not just purple. Um, you know, it's whatever neon color it's, it's a growing line. So they first came out with the black light pops. Uh, I think sometime last year, uh, they came out with, uh, Captain America, Thor, Dr. Strange and Spider-Man. And I feel like I'm missing one more. Um, and it's just blew up uh, because of how awesome they look uh, under black light. So they don't glow. Um, they need, so a glow pop, you know, if you, if you have a UV flashlight, you can light it up for 30 seconds a minute and it'll stay glowing. Um, the black light pops need a UV light on um, for their color to shine. Um, but the black light pops have, um, really grown. They expanded in, it started with Marvel. They expanded into DC and Alice in Wonderland, and they're coming out with more, uh, black light pops, um, upcoming, you know, dang that's, I mean, there seems like there's, I guess that's one way Funko is trying to stay current, innovate a little bit. So have you ever gotten one of these like rare pops from a waffle like have you gotten lucky most of my grails are from waffles yeah um because i can't i can't justify spending two or three grand just outright on a pop um uh but i i won't mind gambling you know a couple hundred dollars <laughs> to okay. to to from a micro or for uh uh on a mini spot to to get a grail yeah right i feel like a couple hundred yeah. is like reasonable hobby level of like investment that's that seems i mean especially for something like i can't imagine getting a like a three thousand dollar pop for three hundred dollars like that sounds like a pretty sweet deal um have you ever like tried to sell any of your grails and just like make mad profit? Yeah. So um, I've been contemplating that lately just because of everything going on. Um, like, uh, I don't know. I like for right now, like I'm contemplating selling stuff to, 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 um, I don't know, just to, to recapture some of that money back. Um, but one of my, let's see. So I won a, um, a Freddie Funko as Joker. Um, oh. He's gone up in value recently. Um, that's probably my highest value pop. And that's probably about $3,700. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, um, I have one. Uh, one of the big, if you're into Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z is uh, the planet Arlie of Vegeta. I won. I won him also. He's about thirty two hundred dollars. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, dude. I traded him. I, I traded him away to this guy who's like, I want all the planet Arlie of Vegetas, and um, uh, actually, I got a, uh, I got the the Freddy Funko Joker uh, from him. Okay. Um, Worth it. As a trade. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. So John, before you go and sell that Freddie Funko as Joker, I have a proposal for you. All right, man. So 
what if (laughs) you you waffle it off all right and then we make just a whole like documentary around you selling like you waffling waffling off this freddie funko as joker pop and we like promote it and we can get like dude we could probably get it like 5k like 3700 man we can we can push a little (laughs) bit further you know we could do some promotion get this get the hype generated all right maybe maybe weird internet could like take a slot you know try our luck we'll see but i mean come on that that sounds a lot more fun than just selling it right yeah no okay so (laughs) um (laughs) so if i did because if you think about it like if you sell it outright or even on eBay, you know, you're getting, you might be able to get a little bit more than PPG. Um, probably not. You probably have to take an offer or something. Um, but waffles, I don't know. I don't know. There's something about it. Everyone marks their shit up. I don't know. Can we cuss <laughs> on here? I don't know. No, but fine, everyone marks, marks everything up. Um, and and like I said, you're talking about 40, sometimes even more. So, okay. L- let's talk about pricing for grails. Because <laughs> people who price for grails, they won't follow PPG. So right now that Freddy Funko Joker is 3,700. Uh, I think he's a limited, uh, only 200 pieces made. People will say he's worth five, six thousand $6,000 you know that's what i'm talking about and then charge whatever they're they're marking it up you know they they so when when pops get to these small numbers and they're this old the the people who are collecting and trying to sell or putting up waffles they don't they won't follow ppg everything's more inflated just because of how how rare it is cuz if you like there's not not all of the rare pops are sold through eBay, which is where Pop Price Guide pulls most of their prices from. You know, um, these sales are happening on, you know, through word of mouth, through Facebook groups, through, you know, these back alley, I guess, you know, whatever. Mm. They're they're not being sold on the markets that PPG is pulling their prices from. So there um, there comes this whole area where, you know, oh, this pop is worth way more than than is what is listed. Are you telling me there's a Funko Pop black market? No, not necessarily. Okay. Well, <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Yeah. We're not okay. going to dive into the dark parts of, of Funko, right, John? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Um, the black market would be waffles because ah. like waffles aren't allowed on Facebook. P- uh, PayPal, like there's a whole thing like don't put notes, don't put this on any payments that you sell or um, that you take in because PayPal might flag it. And then because raffles are illegal on there because it's a form of gambling, Uh, you know, so that's a whole thing. I'm just saying like a lot of the pops that are sold aren't on like Mercari, aren't on eBay. They're on Facebook groups and through word of mouth. That's how these high end grails that are only 12, 24 pieces. It's through people that, you know, and network through Facebook, you know, hey, I'm looking for this like, oh, I might know this guy, blah, blah, blah. And then okay. they can put you into connection, you know, with someone selling that pop and you're willing to throw down, you know, wow. 12K or whatever, you know. Yeah, oh there, like I said, there's people like that. There's people like that. When you when you describe the whole process, it reminds me of like those, you know, those underground poker games where like the, the door <laughs> is guarded by like a huge like Russian bouncer and you're like, you got the, you got the down, I got the 150. All right, come on. Yeah. And then like the, the funk was like displayed on like the big, oh man. I think I feel like we could actually do that and we could like make a big deal out of it, you know. That would be I, the ultimate waffle. I, I did have a I you were you were saying like, you know, you 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 kind of you find a guy who knows a guy who who's like willing to sell. <laughs> I, I was I was curious, like I mean, this whole relationship thing, um, it, are there like Funko um like 
micro celebrities that like, oh, you, this is this is the person you go to if uh, if you if, you know like a, a Funko dealer. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Big old trench coat. You know, <laughs> hey, there there are definitely um, some of those individuals who have stood out, and there are a lot of people um, that are all about collecting those super super rare pieces so for example um he is definitely a local online celebrity because everybody knows about him and so that freddie funko venom that i mentioned um i think it released let's see 2019 Mm -hmm. um it's only 24 pieces made uh i don't know exactly how many he has, but he he's probably almost to the the twenty of them range. Um, he's a well known individual in the market. Definitely mm-hmm. deals in a lot of grails. Longtime collector. Um, currently, he is known as the person hunting down every single one of those Freddy Venoms, and he's definitely more than three fourths of the way there. Wow. wow the maverick he's doing the yeah doing the yeah, lord's work yeah he wants all 24 of them yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, so, and, so uh, once he achieves I'm all not, 24 i'm not sure uh did, has he has he revealed his plans like like is it just another another funko time like it's it full... yeah i i personally don't know but hey he has full control of the market at that point right because oh, uh, i know oh my gosh that's so well, true because I, I know some of because some of because some of the most recent ones and and i well i don't know about how recent but i know that he there has been you know several 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 thousand dollars paid maybe even five digits paid for some of these venoms i don't know personally so this is all wow. you know word Tax of free. mouth hearsay type of second second hand type of thing but Mm -hmm, yeah so and as he gets closer i'm sure that price will either that you know that that price is flexible but and and you're talking for one pop and there's only 24 of them so (laughs) oh my that's so crazy uh that's that is pretty ridiculous so you mentioned uh before there you know we have all these super expensive ones um, occasionally you'll drop like a couple hundred for like a, a waffle spot, but how much would you be willing to, let's say like you have your glow, the dark collection and you just have one left and your dealer is like, Hey, yo, I got a, I got a sweet deal on this last glow in the dark Funko, you know, f- like three grand. Like, what would you say? Um, yeah, maybe right now. So in the spot that I'm currently in, probably no. But if you ask me, you know, before the pandemic hit, right. I m- might have thrown that three grand down. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Wow. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that quarantine and COVID has kind of taken a hit to a lot of people's wallets, especially like the discretionary money. I would imagine that Funko collectors are probably struggling a little bit, but... You mentioned that the, there is there's one Funko that you'd be willing to spend that money on. What Funko is that? Right now, my top grail would probably, well, you're saying like how much I would actually spend. Okay, well, that the one I really want is a holographic Darth Maul. Whoa. Uh, it was, a, I don't remember what SDCC what year but he has blown up in price so maybe sometime last year early last year he was probably only like two maybe three thousand dollars he's probably up to six seven thousand dollars right now oh my gosh um yeah yeah he's he's gone up a lot and i know ebay prices i think are at like five digits prices um so he would probably be my top get like but i i don't think i could just spend you know five six grand on on a pop but 
that is my most desired. I think that the the most I'd probably be willing to spend is probably max like two or three. Okay. Uh, he he's the one that I desire the most right now. Interesting. That's so not a Freddie Funko. No. Okay. Okay. Freddie Funko is like kind of the priority. Well, yeah, because they they have the one in twelves. Theirs are uh, Freddie's are 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 way more. Um, but like as a collector, the one that I want most is holographic Darth Maul. You know. Okay. In terms of, you know, yeah. So one thing that that's kind of interesting is like the how collectors. I don't know, their mindset is so different. It's so different from person to person. So like some people are really interested in just getting certain lines of Funkos, whereas other people are probably just interested in grails. And, you know, there's a lot of different types of collectors. So in your opinion, what makes a collection really impressive? Well, like you said, everyone has their own thing. So I can't, you know... For me, an impressive collection is a lot of the the rarer stuff, of course, um, but that's not to belittle anybody else's collection. You know, I, I say collect what you want. You know, collect collect the things that that matter to you, because um, you know I definitely went through that phase where you know I started collecting everything, and that's okay. And there, are, <laughs> and then I I sort of evolved into this like really focusing on 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 the harder to get freddies and harder to get pops and that's just where my path sort of evolved to but not everyone's has to you know so uh, i think what should matter the most is what what interests you the most you know and don't care about anybody else every everybody else is going to have their opinion and there's a lot of a lot of that <laughs> a lot of that out in the the collecting wor- world and i say you know don't worry about that just collect what you want and that's what's going to matter the most damn it's a good message that's wholesome that's wholesome all right i think we need i think we need yeah, to balance yeah, that wholesomeness out though. Too much, uh... yeah okay, okay 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 real quick so so you you spent a lot of time uh, collecting Funkos and from the impression I'm getting is that a lot of the community is kind of it's all about the Funkos but you know we here at the weird internet podcast we care about the people and so what's been like your your weirdest interaction with someone or maybe like what's your weirdest like insight that you've gotten about the community that an outsider would never really know you know how oh, that's I feel like I've had mostly good interactions. Um, there are a lot of people who like to, uh, yeah, I would have to say the most annoying thing is people just wasting your time. Like they're trying to either lowball you, they're trying to, you know, they, they ask you all these questions and then, and then you provide them and all of a sudden they dip out. Like I, and there's a lot of scammers out there. So you have to be careful about that. But I, I don't know, like, eh, sorry to disappoint you guys, but I haven't had any like <laughs> too, too, too weird of interactions with people. I think the, the, the thing that people need to, to worry about the most is just getting ripped off. Mm. And okay. that is okay. pretty big. Yeah. I would have to say that is, that is the weirdest. If you call that weird, I think it's just more messed up, but um, you have to look out for people that are are saying they're going to sell you something probably at a really good price. You give them their, you give them the money, PayPal, friends and family, and which ah. has no buyer protection, and and they rip you off, and you're mm. out, you know, x amount of dollars, hundreds of dollars, or whatever. Um, and fortunately, like. <laughs> Since I, I, I trade a lot of my pops too. So that Planet Arlia Vegeta that I won, I traded away. That's a 3,000 pop that you're willing to just mail away and hope that the recipient or, or the person that you're trading with is, um, you know, is going to mail you the pops that they, 
um, that they said they would. But, you know, since I got references and I actually, you know, I'm familiar with the person that I traded with, you know, I was, I was comfortable in just sending that $3,000 of pop away. And, and, and I received, you know, the pops that we, um, that we agreed upon. Um, but there are a lot of people who are new to the community that will just dive in like, Oh, this is a really good deal. Uh, I guess what I have to say is always pay friends and or always pay goods and services. If you pay with PayPal, um, you know, unless the, the other person has references and is a known person, then be wary because it, you, hey, you never know. You might get ripped off. So, well, um, yeah. I think that's the biggest, the biggest thing. Okay. Okay. So you got to have that street cred as a seller to, to be credible. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's a that's a good message for all of our listeners out there. You know, buyer beware. Make sure you're spending your money wisely. You know, we here at the Weed Internet Podcast, we do not condone the buying and selling of such goods irresponsibly. So, please take the necessary precautions when you're doing this type of stuff and have fun. So, I think on that note, it, it might be good to, uh, to kind of wind down this, this interview. Thanks again, John, for all of your time. Um, so, did you have any plugs any like social media any people any i don't know websites you want to plug shout out no not at this time okay yeah okay. not at this time right on uh Jarell, did you have any closing questions uh no i i i did want to say john I, I i looked up the ppg you were talking about the pop price guide um, mm. And I looked up the, yes. the planet Arlia, Vegeta, you were talking about. And wow, mm. this this entire website is so detailed and so precise. I'm 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 really impressed. <laughs> it's very uh, a very nice place to to get your I guess value validated. Um, but it says here that uh, it's currently being sold at uh, three thousand five hundred dollars. That's crazy. Ooh. So yep. Yeah, yeah, that's one of the the more sought out, um, especially Dragon Ball Z anime pops is this planet Arlia Vegeta. Yeah. But as a warning, there are a lot of fakes that come out of China um, on eBay and whatnot. So also be wary about that. Buy from someone credible. Let's see. Good to know. Good to know. So real quick, John, just, um, I would say like take 30 seconds and just think about what, how weird is this, is this community to you on a scale from one to 10, we like to rate our, the communities at the end of our episodes. Um, so I think it would be really interesting to have you who has a lot more insight into, you know, the inner functions of the Funko fandom online, uh, to give a weirdness rating one out of 10. Okay, let me ask you this. Define weirdness. It's honestly really subjective. And sometimes we give okay. really, really okay. bad ratings. So don't worry at all, dude. I've given some <laughs> yeah. terrible ratings that yes. I wanted to so, Some of our least weird <laughs> yeah. rating or weird communities, Hondro gave like an eight. And we're just yeah. like, what, what? Why did you really? Why did you do that? Yeah. <laughs> I gave bronies a three. So that should really give okay. you like an idea of how off I can be. So don't don't worry about it at all um i would probably say uh a seven in terms of weirdness okay okay anything that's like uh, in particular uh just uh the community is can be particular uh especially the deeper the deeper you dive in um it gets it does get more and more particular so okay okay seven that's not bad i think i think our ratings were a bit lower but that was just from like an outsider looking in so i'm sure that there's some some interesting things interesting people you probably run into uh buying and selling and and price gauging and all that good stuff so seven good to know good to know all right well with that I think it is time to say goodbye to our dear listeners. 
Uh, thank you so much again, John, for taking the time to share your perspective as a Funko fanatic. Really appreciate your time. And to everyone out there, thank you for listening. And this is going to be the finale of season one, actually. So stay tuned for season two. We're going to be throwing a lot more good content at you. A lot a lot of improvements. <laughs> so don't worry. <laughs> a lot of uh, improvements. It'll be a lot better. It'll be a lot better next season. So uh, with that, thank you, everyone. And we will talk to you in the next one. Take care. Bye.